This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let's talk to you about uh, Built Bar, Pat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Built Bar, yes. How did a little candy bar that can't weigh more than a few ounces, how can that make you gain like five pounds if you eat one? Uh, it, it it happens. And if you if you would like something maybe a little bit more healthy than that, something that can... Uh, put aside that sweet tooth a little bit. You got to try Build Bars. My wife, uh, one uh, Lisa Page uh, of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It Instagram feed, she's the one that really discovered these things. And Glenn likes to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found Built Bars. No, you didn't. Lisa found them. And then Lisa told Tanya. And then Tanya told you and tried to harass you into actually eating something healthy for once. Uh, Built Bars have like 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They're great. They taste delicious. And you're going to uh, not pack on the pounds eating them. It's a great way to go. Built.com is the place to go to get your Built Bars. Built.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 15% off your first order. The promo code is BECK for 15% off at Built.com. Super gear for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Got to tell you about the Doomsday Glacier. Oh, man. What now? We'll tell you about it coming up in 60 seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, join me for my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, immediately preceding this one live every weekday, uh, 6 to 8 central time. And then uh, Stu Does America Yeah, Look, happens daily. You don't need to do anything else with your life. You just need to listen to Blaze shows. Yeah. And uh, so take all of them. You'd be a lot happier Consume if you do. all of them. Yeah. You don't need to. Talking to your family is so Why? overrated. Why do Why that? do it? No. Instead, just listen to our podcasts and uh, make sure to subscribe to them. We do appreciate it. And I will say, after watching the media and the way they're looking at the election and everything else, we were talking about this a little bit last hour, you need... We all need places like The Blaze that will actually talk mm-hmm. about the truth because you see the narratives mm-hmm. develop before they even take hold. You see what they're trying to do in the media. They're trying to push you down so many different roads to believe all these things that aren't true. 
mm-hmm. that they don't have evidence to support. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have places to push back, there's going to be an issue there. So, uh, you know, I'm thankful that the Blaze does exist. By, by the way, you can subscribe, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn there if you want to save 10 bucks. But we do appreciate you being part of the movement and part on the effort to push back against mainstream media. Well, something else to push back on. Um, the uh, Antarctican Glacier. Mm. Antarctica. Antarctica has a glacier called the Doomsday Glacier. It's nicknamed that because of its high risk of collapse and the threat to the global sea level. It has the potential to rapidly retreat in the coming years. Uh, That's according to scientists applying concerns over the extreme sea level rise that would accompany its potential demise. It's actually named the Thwaites Glacier, but it's capable of raising sea levels by 16 feet. Hmm, uh, it's that's a, pretty bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, How big is this glacier again? Very. It's very uh, big. Really big. Yeah. Uh, it's eroding, though, along its underwater base as the planet warms. In a study... <laughs> I love this. In a study published yesterday... Or the day before, I guess. In the journal Natural Geoscience, Mm -hmm. scientists mapped the glacier's historical retreat, hoping to learn from its past what the glacier will likely do in the future. Wait a minute. If it acted like this in the past, why are we so alarmed by that (laughs) in the future? This is what it does naturally. This is how the glacier acts. But I will say this. You know, when melting ice, you've seen ice melt in a glass, right? Oh, yeah. You've had a bunch of ice in a glass, mm-hmm. and then it melts. Yep. And then it floods your house. Right. Raises this, exactly what the happens. water level in your house by, you know, 10, 15 feet sometimes. You've had that happen. I've, I've had it happen. Everybody's had it happen. Because when, gla- when the ice melts, obviously it's going to overflow in the glass. That's not really what happens, though. Um, <laughs> it's not, is it? Well, is this a no. so this glacier? Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, they they talk about these the, the the ice melting on land and then it flows into the water and that can obviously like if you had that a, would increase things, right. yeah. But this, I mean, it's already in the water, right? So you've already it got is. the volume there. So what are we worried about? You know, it's like I, yeah, I guess if mm-hmm. yes, if the ice melts on land runs into the water right that, that would raise, raise the level though i mean the amount of uh, the amount of ice would need to be, be massive it, it, more than like well, a, a couple lot. cubes <laughs> yes. you know it yes. would be more than that it would be more more than, than a, even on large snowballs like think of a, the biggest snowman you've ever seen would need uh-huh. to be bigger than that it would yeah wow that's pretty big though pretty big i've seen five or six foot snowman yeah that give me life size you know, they could be like. But you're talking size. bigger than that. Bigger like, than that. You're talking seven, eight feet <laughs> at least. And then be a basketball player <laughs> like that size. Okay. Really, like they keep con- they constantly act as if every one of these things is yet another. another no, you got to be kidding. Another critical situation that's going to have all of humanity running for the hills and not being able to adapt. Of course, not being able to figure out a way to manipulate our surroundings to survive these things now you know what this this happened through the the heat wave here not that long ago that hit europe they're like look the heat wave is here 
uh, we how, how you know this is what could happen to places like they would have to deal with temperatures like this and i'm looking at the thermometer here in texas and thinking yeah this this you, what you would do is build a bunch of air conditioners and they're like well they don't have air conditioners they would need to get some if this were to occur on a constant basis that's how <laughs> okay. you solve problems like this you can, Wait, you can do the that air. though you can do that you can do that and you can do that really inexpensively like huh. less expensively than trying to control the global temperature well what you if control it in one room what if we not only try to control the global temperature but we paint all the rooftops white yeah what if we did that yeah would that be helpful i doubt would it that, no I, really? I will sincerely huh. doubt it because i've seen that kicked around a little bit oh yeah let's paint all the rooftops white or put plants on all the <laughs> rooftops that's another one they kick around oh yeah i like that too you know get some put some yeah. greenery up there Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how, like, we adapt to these situations all the time. Countries mm-hmm. all over the globe are in different situations and have dealt with every one of these issues individually on their own. Yeah, but there's it's never been hot before. It has been hot. It's hot here every year. It's hotter here every year what? than it is in Europe during a heat wave. And huh. yet we somehow survive it. <laughs> and so the answer should not be, how do we change the global temperature? Yeah. The answer should be, hey, like, let's come up with enough energy to supply the needs of modern civilization. Wow, that's radical. It's a crazy oh, idea. You. Uh, thank wow. you. Thank you, Greta. <laughs> Greta Thunberg chiming in on the program. You have to be able to come up with enough energy to supply the needs of the human population. That's the answer. The answer is not going to be putting a nest thermometer on the earth and twisting it. That's not that you can't hmm. do that. You Weird. can't do that. You can't even do the most basic things you're trying to do, like if, control inflation. What if we put a heat screen between the sun and the earth? What if we did that? A heat screen? A heat screen. How would that yeah. be uh, floated up there on spaceships? Yeah, you would somehow, you know, hang it in space, mm-hmm. uh, maybe between two space stations. Like window tint? Kind of, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you sort, tinge yeah. the globe? And we put that between us and the sun. I mean, don't don't get ridiculous with a bunch of details. You know you could do this if you wanted to. Really? Would, <laughs> I do know that? You that you're saying that. I know that. Yeah, you know okay. that. You know that. So uh, if we tinted the earth, it would be a little bit cooler, right? Just like your car when you put that screen in the windshield. Oh, right, like the sun shield. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to so do that. Sun shield. You just time. do that in space so that the heat doesn't get here. That'd be a way, that'd be one way to go. That that, that would be a way to go. <laughs> I, I, that I will grant you. I just don't I've know. I've actually seen that proposal uh on the Simpsons put forth. I, I think no, it was yeah, actually in an article Montgomery about global Burn. warming. Montgomery Burns did this, if you remember. He blocked <laughs> the he? sun. Yeah. He blocked the sun. He blocked the sun. And that was because of that. the evils of nuclear power. Remember? Oh wow! Remember when that was the thing? Yeah. Because now all of a sudden the environmentalists are like, you know what? We you're not going to believe what we've discovered. Power from an atom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do what? it. We can do it, boys no. and girls. Uh, we swear. And these right wingers want to stop us from doing it, but we're going to do it this time. It's like, wait a minute. We've been saying we wanted nuclear power forever. Forever. We've been saying that this would be a ma- major solution. I, I, I. By the way, it's enough- clean and it's renewable. Yeah. So you, so, so you don't have to worry about any of the problems. We're always going to have atoms. Mm-hmm. Now, this only this does not solve every problem that fossil fuels does solve, and mm-hmm. you know, like there, it just it's just an electricity solution more than anything else. And that doesn't, you know, that's not necessarily the right solution for heavy transport and you know industrial heat processes and lots of other uh, different things. 
But I will say, it would solve a lot of our problems when it comes to electricity. And yeah. I'm old enough to remember, just as an example, John McCain running for president on a platform that advocated hundreds, if not thousands, of nuclear plants being built. Right? And they laughed at him over it. Mm-hmm. Now, the green movement is saying, you know what? What if we just count nuclear power as green, which it should have been all along, we just change, we just act like we didn't protest it for the past 50 years, and we now embrace it and say that's ESG friendly too. Now, that's a good development for society that they recognize that, and it's good if we start building nuclear plants. But it is so impossible to swallow the fact that they are now trying to claim that they're the ones... Who want nuclear power? Wait a minute. This is what they do with everything. Everything. Yeah, they're trying to say, you know what? Hey, guys, did you know the right wants to defund the police? Like, what? How <laughs> what? could you possibly believe people are going to actually swallow that? But they do. And a lot of times they get away with it. The media goes right along with it. That's true. They, mm-hmm. There was this bill. This bill came out and there was a line in there about f- funding a, a national police force. And they, they said they didn't want it. It's like, well, yeah, that's a different thing than what we're talking about. And you know it. What we want is like stop burning buildings, arrest people when they break windows, and make sure that the police are there to stop crime. You wanted them all to go home so that when all this stuff was happening, no one was able to protect themselves. And and you also wanted the Second Amendment to go away so they couldn't even fire their own guns at these people. That's their their line. You know, look, America can choose this if they wish, but it's a bad decision. It's my hope that they won't. Mm. It, it really is. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More coming up. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. I love these global warming articles uh, mm. where, within the context of the article, uh, they show how flawed their thinking is. Oftentimes, let me read these. A couple of points that they made in the article on this gigantic glacier in Antarctica that uh, may melt. And they're worried about that. They found at some point in the past two centuries, the base of the glacier dislodged from the seabed and retreated at a rate of uh, 2.1 kilometers per year. That's uh, a 1.3 miles. Uh, that's twice the rate that scientists have observed in the past decade or so. So in the last two centuries, it's been retreating faster than it is now. But it's it's climate change. It's global warming. What? The swift disintegration possibly occurred as recently. I mean, this is as recent as they get. The mid-20th century. So in 1950, it was, it was mm-hmm. uh, disintegrating faster than it is now. And yet, we're supposed to believe that we need to change everything we're doing, spend $100 trillion, and fix this climate change problem. Hmm. Okay. They just don't make any sense. You know, I'm, I'm old enough as well to remember a time where Glenn Beck was constantly mocked for his doom room. Remember they used to say that, like Stephen Colbert and John oh, yeah. Stewart and those guys would be like, oh, he's, you know, Glenn Beck spreading fear spreading you know all of this cataclysmic uh fear mongering that that glenn beck does in his doom room mm-hmm. it's like you guys mm-hmm. listen to yourself all you do is say the world is ending it's like 90 percent of your propaganda is related to the fact that we're all going to die because of a 0.7 degree celsius temperature warm over a century 
despite all the evidence that shows that we've been able to adapt much quicker than 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 this process exists. Yeah, can you imagine if by the year 2100, which oftentimes that's, you know, for for those who um have some kind of common sense and realize that we're not going to be over by the year 2030, the year they project a lot is 2100. Can you imagine if in the next 78 years we don't come up with something that helps us get rid of CO2 if that's what we really, really need to do is is uh, lessen the CO2 in the atmosphere? We There will be no discoveries. There will be no inventions. There will be nothing that helps us on that. This is literally how they do these projections. They literally, literally go through and say, what if nothing happens? What if no changes happen? No innovations. I mean, that's impossible. No adjustments by humanity. Like you've seen this. Look at the adjustments we've made already. Of course. Like look at, you know, you go to, um, there's this big study that came out a while ago that's talked about how many people would have to move from like Bangladesh because of the flooding that comes from global warming over the next hundred years. You know, it's the number's gigantic. When you dig into the study, they literally, literally are figuring out if no one changes any of their behavior. <laughs> now, why on earth, would, if, temp- if, if the sea level was rising, why on earth would no one change their behavior? At the very least, they would move. <laughs> yeah. Right? At the very yes. least, they wouldn't just stand there and, get, and drown. If the sea level is rising 16 feet, I would think Miami residents would want to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I understand Iowa's really nice this time of year. Exactly. And that's the <laughs> uh, that's if it happened so quickly they couldn't do nothing about it. Most likely what they would do is they would do what Holland has done or they would build seawalls or they would co- they would come up with other technological solutions like we have done all across the globe to deal with water getting in the wrong places. In 1900 with that technology, Galveston, Texas raised the city 17 feet. Think about this. Because of a hurricane that hit them and wiped out the town and maybe killed 10,000 people. So they raised the city 17 feet clear back then. Jeez. With the technology we have today, what could we possibly do? And we're the ones that are pro-science here. Yeah. Right? Like, we have faith in science to actually develop things that make life better. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, think of the, the LED light is a good example of this. You had a situation where, you know, this is George H or George W. Bush who um, who did this, but he, you know, I think it was Christmas Eve or something, passed through something that made incandescent light bulbs. Oh, I remember the that, enemy. Yeah. Yep. And um, uh, they banned them, basically, except for artistic uses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thought was, well, we'll force everybody to use fluorescence, which sucked. Mm-hmm. Then here come here came LED lights and LED lights, which work on a fraction of the energy of even the fluorescence they last forever they're easily customizable they just outperformed everything else on the market and now that's basically all you can buy yep right like it's because it just won it's better it worked you didn't need to force people to do it people wanted to do it yeah and therefore they did and that is going to be how all of these changes happen in in the real world. You can put all these laws in. You know, we should go into California maybe a little bit coming up because they're in the middle of a power crisis. In the middle of a power crisis in which they are telling you you can't charge your electric cars. Which they already. just encouraged you to buy yep. and now you can't charge it. <laughs> Incredible how fast Amazing. this has happened. You know, Amazing. days after they banned mm. gas-powered cars in the future... 
they can't they're going to their citizens and saying hey decades a decade before this is reality you need to uh, we can't even deal with the power needs we have right now let alone in the future that is how Gavin Newsom could possibly be considered a presidential candidate is beyond me. I mean, oh. he's been a complete failure in everything he's An ever done. An absolute disaster. A disaster through California. COVID. A disaster with energy. And during under his tutelage, for the first time in its history, California lost population. Mm-hmm. Because of the way he's screwing up California. People are just fed up with it now. And you really don't want to have your wife near him. Because he <laughs> seems to have sex with a lot of the wives that... His best friends have that are nearby right you know so you don't want that yeah. either there's not yeah, there's a no. lot to be critical of gavin newsom <laughs> and now i guess for a democrat all this stuff adds up to presidential hopeful but i can't imagine to the rest of the country it does it does tell you the sad state of the democrat party though that they got nobody else to turn to yeah. who else is there uh even hillary clinton said oh. she's not gonna try it again no kamala harris i mean she's never Oof. eaten a grape Oof. or at least not until her 20s <laughs> so maybe she's the next one The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. California is being forced into some interesting decisions here. We were just talking about the uh, climate change situation and how uh, that's affected places like California. Um but they are making some laws and some regulations that are just not going to be advantageous for them in the future. Uh, for instance, right now they're in a situation where they've they've goaded everybody into buying electric cars. They've told their residents that you won't be able to drive gas-powered vehicles in 2035. The only ones that will be available uh, will be electric vehicles. And then they tell the residents, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, we, we can't have you uh, charging your electric vehicle between 4 and 9 p.m. in the afternoon. But other than that, other than this that, is it's a great. totally it's going really well. plausible solution to your transportation <laughs> needs. <laughs> yes. Just make sure you don't have to travel in that time period. I mean, you know, it's only five hours of the day. Just tra- travel at 3 a.m. Right. You go to work at 3 a.m. instead. You know, why not? Okay. That'll yeah. be, that's an easy way of doing it. What Just, if my what if my shift isn't uh, at three? What if my business isn't even open? You know, at three a.m. What what you know? One phrase that should come to your mind is being on time is uh-huh. being late. Oh. You should always show up early. Really? So show up at three thirty a.m. <laughs> for a nine o'clock for opening. Nine Huh. Yeah, you show up. All right, that's one way to go. You sit out front. You do some maybe <laughs> do some exercise and just you know keep the engine idling. Well. Right, yeah. and listen to the radio there or whatever go. until, well, you can't until do the that. business opens. Because no. then you'll have to charge your car between uh, 4 and 9 shoot. on the way home, so you can't shoot. do that. But just figure it out. <laughs> Suck it up. Figure, figure it out. out. You know, I, people don't it's not re- that hard. I don't think people realize that, what the, this electric car situation <laughs> is like. And, like, it, you know, there for certain people in certain circumstances, there's nothing wrong with an electric car. Uh, uh, Elon Musk has built some really nice ones. I mean, mm. you know, it, they're not mm-hmm. necessarily built uh, to the specifications of uh, of what enthusiasts enjoy, uh, but they are very fast cars. Yeah. Very fast. Like, and they're good looking. I mean, he makes a nice 
He makes yeah. a nice looking car. The Tesla Plaid is basically the fastest like car it. ever built, unless you're spending a million dollars. And it's, you know, it's yeah. uh, you know zero to sixty in you know near two seconds. And that's just fun. It's but even doing ungodly. that though is going to just drain your power right. really fast. Like, you're going to have to charge it again. I have three hundred miles per charge. Not if you're driving it like you drive <laughs> yeah. a Tesla Plaid. Then you've got eight miles. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really really uh, drains the battery quickly. But again, like. If what you're doing is commuting 10 miles to work and back every day, mm-hmm. you can probably pull that off. Now, uh, I, I looked at a couple of electric cars. As, as you know, my car saga is still ongoing in some ways. And, uh, you I've, still don't have the one you ordered, No, right? the one I ordered has now ago. been over a year. It was August 20th, 2021, That's I put the order in. Incredible. And they still, <clears throat> it's still on hold, sitting in a lot somewhere in Michigan without chips, apparently. But it's built. It's built, but not built because it doesn't have the chips it needs to run. It still really doesn't have the chips. I guess that's the reason. That's oh what they tell me. Gosh. And this is after I removed features on it to get it built at all. If wow. I didn't remove those features, wow. it would still not even be accepted for order <laughs> at this point. Wow. So Amazing. that's where we are in America. That's yeah. that's Joe Biden's America, everybody. Make sure to remember it in November because mm. this is the world you live in right now. And you know, so I started looking at some of the ones I looked at were electric cars. And you think to yourself, okay, well, uh, I, my life pretty much is a, a life that would generally work with an electric car. I drive from home to work. I no longer have the ridiculous commute I had in the Northeast. It's now 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is door to door. It's not too bad. I generally speaking, drive here, drive home, maybe a stop or two on the way home, but that's about it on a normal day. I don't have take tons and tons of long trips, though I do take them sometimes, and I would need to probably wind up renting a car for all of those, and it would be a hassle, but theoretically, I could do that. Or I could sit around on the side of the road and hope a charger happened to work out on my long trip. But like, I don't take enough of them that it would be damaging. And if we did it as a family, my wife has a giant earth-killing SUV that we could drive in that. Wow. Um, yeah, because I don't... Why does she hate? Uh, I, I think she hates animals and, and plant life. I think okay. that's her position. And she's trying to kill she's them. She's trying to kill them all with her wow. SUV. So we could... Does she just randomly cut down trees? Oh, yeah. All yeah. the time. Okay. All the time. Or she'll poison them. A lot of times she just spikes them. Oh, all right. You know, she just poisons Clubs them. baby seals? Oh, yeah. That kind of if thing. If she sees a baby seal, she will club it. <laughs> uh, she will... Oh, yes. She will club it. So... Our family is one that could adapt <laughs> enough to deal with an electric car. And again, that should not be the thing you do when you purchase an automobile. You shouldn't be like, how do I adapt to make this work for my family? Mm-hmm. But in theory, I could. So I started looking at some of them just to kind of check them out, as I've done a lot of research on a lot of different cars over a year. And the charging was fa- was fascinating. If you bump into a, a a fast charger, and you can actually get one that works, number mm-hmm. one, and that is not one of the lower level fast chargers. You got to get the high level one. Usually when you have a slew of electric chargers, only one of them will be the right kind for the fast charging. Some of them will be like more like more like your home charger level, which takes a lot, a lot longer, as I'll, I'll mention here in a moment. But if you go and you get you go to the fast charger, it might take 20, 30 minutes if you're lucky. Now, that's not bad in comparison to what we're used to with electric cars but it's really not great i filled up yesterday in two minutes i timed it i filled up from zero to two in two minutes in my car and was able to drive it away Mm -hmm. you know without even thinking about it. at most it might take three or four minutes right it's just an easy quick it's just a great process yep even though i don't like buying gas the the efficiency of that of that uh, process is really really great 
Not to mention, it gives me an excuse to go inside and buy snacks. <laughs> the electric car, if, you're, if you have it at home, the most likely thing you'll do is install upgraded electricity uh, to the 240 in your garage, if you have one. Um, and if you have the opportunity. To do that, you're probably looking at something like anywhere from $500 to $1,500, depending on, on your situation. Maybe even a little bit more in some areas, where especially these days, to get this installed in your home. Mm. Now, you get that installed in your home. So, again, you're starting off down mm. $1,000, let's say. Then, I will note that this electricity is not free. People think because they're not seeing the credit card numbers, you know, inserting their card and watching the numbers go up, that it is free. However, it is not. You will be charged for this electricity if they allow you to use it, as we're seeing in California. If they allow you to use it, you will be charged for this electricity. So there's no magic electricity that flies out your butt? into your car and charges it almost instantly i will say i've never tried to put the charger in my butt but if it works it's news to me (laughs) so i don't know i don't i'm not sure i'd try it i wouldn't try it i wouldn't try it i will not be the Mm -hmm. one leading that experiment Hmm. just like milk i wouldn't have been the first one drinking out of a cow's teat that wouldn't have been me (laughs) Me you know i wouldn't be number one in that parade but Uh -uh. somebody was somebody was number one and Uh good for them you know because they a lot of delicious products came out of that experiment Mm -hmm. i'm not sure the same would be the would be true with the electric cars so you put this 240 you know 240 in your uh in your garage and you go through this process and i thought that Mm -hmm. would be like when I was looking into it, I thought that would be like, all right, that's the fast charger, right? You can put it in there. You can get the 20-minute thing. It's worth having, but maybe I won't even bother with it, right? Like, no, that's the thing that charges it overnight. So if you upgrade the electricity in your garage, mm. you can fill it with a full overnight charge. That's the upgraded wow. electricity. Wow. If you plug it into your normal wall socket, yeah. three days Three days of charging to get it full. Now, this is one particular car oh that I looked gosh. into. But wow, three days. So basically, wow. completely unusable in that format, right? Unless completely. you're unless you never drive it below, you know, fifty percent, and you're just constantly like filling up, and you're only driving it a few miles a day. It yeah. might work. Like it might work for you know for you if you are uh, <clears throat> you know you're a you're a company that that you know you maybe have a uh, you're going to a company that's a very limited amount of uh, distance you're always working at the same place you don't have to drive it around a lot you don't have to take long trips there's a lot of things that you just have to eliminate out of your life mm-hmm. and what they're seeing is which is really uh, just absolutely adorable is people buying um electric cars to go back and forth to work and then mm-hmm. keeping a third car that they use for longer trips which you know <laughs> again if you have the the means go for it however it does nothing for the planet if you've got a third car <laughs> you are now and it's gas power yeah it's going to be yeah you know. um so uh th- there's a um we went over this on studios america i think it was last week and we played clips from this one from this one ted talk from this environmentalist he's like yeah you oh, know, i think i saw this, this one. with electric cars yeah and he's like really good yeah it's really good because it's in, he's an environmentalist he you know is 100 percent on board with global warming and all the things this is the one whose thing was yeah but you got to look at the whole production of the, the whole car. production of the car and, and see how unfriendly it is and, to the environment and how the electricity is produced. And yeah. you have to you have to mm. 
make the range equal. If a, if a, if a gas-powered car has 400-mile range, you can't compare it to a 120-mile electric car. Right. Now, there are some Teslas that are up there now, three and 400 miles. But again, that means you're a lot more when it comes to the production of these cars. You have a Tesla that's got a 400-mile range? I think the long-range one, it's at least been announced. That's not bad. It's, no, it's not bad. That's not, I mean, look, Elon Musk is, is good at his job. I mean, this is a yeah. good... Tesla is a good company. Yeah. They are, like, I don't... I, this is the problem is it seems like when you're skeptical of these things you just don't like electric cars i don't i think there's a place for electric cars true. we drove a tesla and we both loved it we both loved and we it. both wanted to buy one afterwards yeah it's, it's, and then i just decided it's not I practical i can't yeah it's too much of a pain yeah but this is before the one we drove was before the model s performance which preceded the plaid so we were two generations ago and it was still breathtakingly fast i can't I, was it's, fastest i've ever been in, oh yeah by far I, it, it, it's so fast that it's almost it's almost uncomfortable yeah okay like i bet it would it's scre- almost too many g-forces you did it too uh, much and you. it like your stomach would be rattled like <laughs> yeah. you, you wouldn't you know but it is that fast and it's you know look that's great i, I like the fact that they're in and in order to get the next two generations don't you just download uh, into the Tesla, I think uh, I don't or think you can. You can't on this. You can improve the car that way over over the air updates, and you oh, can okay. add horsepower. Like they'll give you an opportunity. Hey, you want to buy an extra uh, fifty horsepower? And it's a thousand dollars. Wow! You can just say yes. Jeez. So anyway, incredible. it's incredible. I'm not yeah. saying the technology isn't amazing, and no, there's it is. in many ways electric cars will outperform uh, g- gas powered cars, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to just raw acceleration. There's no way to equal it with a, with a, with a gas powered car. There's a lot of other things that you don't get out of them as well, but look, it's just not feasible. Right. You know, I, it really is. I think for a lot of people, it's just not feasible and they're going to make you, they're going to force you into this life. And look what's happening in California, uh, where days after they declared a statewide grid emergency and they're facing the possibility of rolling blackouts, well, they've had to activate their gas-powered emergency generators yeah. to take care of it. Yep. and Amazing. And now they are saying, by the way, the nuclear plant that they were so focused on taking offline, they're going to delay that closure for five years because they can't even do it now. They're 5% of their cars are electric, and they can't even power them now. Jeez. What do you think is going to happen when it's 100%? This is going to be, be a disaster. catastrophic. The yeah. only hope is that they just admit failure. That's the only hope. The only hope is they go down this road and it's so bad they stop. It's the only hope. They did this, by the way, in the 90s. They, they tried to force electric cars in and it got so bad that they stopped. So it's possible. Mm, but maybe. man, it, they're going down this road really fast. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. A Pat and Stu for Glenn today. I like this stat, too. Um, we we're talking about uh, California's energy, well, the climate change nonsense. And California may be the biggest uh, subscriber to the climate change nonsense. Um, ahead of Labor Day weekend, Californians were advised to set their thermostats to 78 degrees or higher. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No. Avoid using large appliances all day, of course, and uh, charging electric vehicles only uh, in the off periods. Like you can't do it between four and nine p.m. So, what happens if you're 
What happens if you're somewhere where you need electricity to get to your next destination between the air hours of 4 and 9 p.m.? Well, you're out of luck. Suck it up. Yeah, sit. suck it up, buttercup. Pretty much. Sit. Incredible. Incredible. It, I, I mean, it really I, is. If this had happened in 10 years, it would be embarrassing. The fact that it's happening before <laughs> they even implemented any of these rules is mm-hmm. uh, like, how can they, how can the state be taken seriously? How can Gavin Newsom be considered a presidential I, candidate? I don't know. It's been a nonstop catastrophe every minute of his life. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy, they're like, what about him? He's alive, which is more than they can say for most of their other candidates. And he's got good hair. So between breathing and having pretty good hair, yeah, who else are they going to get? They got freaking Herman Munster running for Senate in, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> they, 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 I don't know. Where, what else are they going to do? How dare you assail a man's health condition? I, I think How Herman Munster you? had great health. He seemed to live for hundreds of years. Didn't Which he have it, bolts on his neck, though, or something? He did. He, yeah, he did need that, a couple bolts okay. on his neck. Now, that's what you're saying, then. That John Fetterman has bolts on his neck? I will say Herman Munster much more well-spoken than John Fetterman. It's not <laughs> that's It's not a fair comparison. But, I mean, I there's some similarities there. Oh, They're both like eight feet tall. Yeah. And they seem to have the same intellect. <laughs> uh, although, uh, I will say, Herman Munster embraced the free market much more than uh, John Fetterman does. That's for sure. Uh, just embarrassing. It's it is an embarrassing. embarrassing freaking time. The Glenn Beck Program.